is on the throne this morning. He is indeed the eternal God. He loves us. He cares about us like nobody else can. And how wonderful and marvelous it is for us to know that and for us to believe that. It's wonderful to see you here in the congregation this morning. We're so glad that you've chosen to be here in the house of the Lord today. For those of you that may be watching by live stream, we welcome you. We're glad that you're part of us. We just feel like you're part of our congregation. We're delighted to have you here. We're also delighted this morning to have some newlyweds with us. Uh, I got to do a wedding this past week, and a couple of our people that's been attending now for some time, Chris and Doris, Chris and Doris Gray. Stand up and let the people say hello to you. Let's just give them a great congratulations. They got married this past Tuesday. I spoke to them this morning when they came in. I said, I'm glad to see you both here. Doris looked at me and said, yeah, I ain't killed him yet. Uh, so uh, it's, uh, you know, say, say, things are looking pretty good. They're, they're looking pretty promising, I think. <laughs> and we're just delighted to have this couple with us and a part of our fellowship, a part of our church, and we're just delighted over what we believe the Lord is going to do through them in the coming days. Before I bring the message this morning, we've been hearing about, uh, it was already mentioned this morning in the service, the great revivals that are breaking out across this country, in our universities, in our colleges. How many of you know God is on the move? God is up to something, and we're just so excited. And as we came in this morning, Tina uh, our uh, administrative assistant said, I've got something I want to show you. And she showed it to me. She said, can I just read that? She was sent something. I want her to come right quickly and read to you a firsthand account of what's been going on in, in this great revival that's taking place. I want her to come. I want you to pay close attention. Listen, listen to what God is doing. Listen to what he's doing. before church and it truly blessed me and I wanted to share it. Asbury personal experience. We stood in line for seven hours in the cold. My back was in severe pain and I was becoming miserable toward the end. I wanted to get out of line and go to a different sanctuary but Jody wouldn't let me quit. That reminded me of our walk with Jesus. Sometimes we feel we cannot go another step and we want to give up. We need other believers to encourage us when we get weary, so we need to be encouragers to other believers. When we got into the main sanctuary, I was in awe of the youth. They were all on fire and they are overflowing with joy. They are praising the Lord in truth and in spirit. It's not for show, it's real. I saw an army of sold out 100% believers being raised up for the, for the last days, my impression. I obviously don't know what God's plans are. People were dancing and throwing their hands up like you would see at a concert. Hallelujah for that. It's awesome to see people excited for God and not a celebrity or a sporting event. Unity, the unity was incredible. The unity was beautiful. Everyone was kind. We saw a need, and we met it. I gave a bald guy a hat 
a lady gave me a blanket. Many people fed us for free. This was common among everyone there. Selflessness. It was contagious. Personally, I was disappointed at first because I didn't get this overwhelming feeling I thought I would get from the Holy Spirit. Then the Spirit spoke to me and told me that praise was for him, not so I would feel fuzzy, feel, get a fuzzy feeling. That was a revelation to me, and I asked for forgiveness for being <coughs> self-seeking in my worship. God gave me several other revelations while I was there. One was my marriage and my children and my beloved ones and my loved ones in general. I looked down at my husband that drove me there and stayed in line with me for seven hours, pushed me to not give up and never complained. I wanted to go and he was willing to go along with me. I take him for granted far too often and God let me know, I'm sorry, and God let me know. I also felt the need to repent for being selfish in my relationships and taking my loved ones for granted. In closing, I would like to say this. I am glad I went, most definitely. It was a blessing in many ways. I also know that God is not limited to a room or a place. God is where we seek him. Seek and you shall find. Knock at the door and it shall be opened. This was a blessing to me this morning because it was from my daughter. And I hope it's a blessing to you. And in closing, I would just like to say, please, Get in the word of God, seek his face, and let his presence fall on us. Thank you, Tina, for sharing that with us from her daughter. Her daughter, first-hand experience. Did you get that line in there? They stood in line for seven hours to get into the building. Seven hours. Most of you, uh, I shouldn't say you, you're here. Most folks, most folks came get in their car and drive to church and walk in the door. They stood in line seven hours. How many of you know when you're ready to do that, God's up to something? God is up to something. And I believe, how many of you know he'd like to do that right here in Stoneville? How many of you know he would really like to do that right here? You don't have to go to one of those colleges. You don't have to go out of town. God is willing to do it right here if we will let him do it. Amen. If we will just turn loose and let the Lord be the Lord, let God be God, let God do what he wants to do, and I'm telling you, we can see this kind of revival. We can see the moving of the Spirit just like this. And that's what I'm praying. I'm praying God will just break out and do it everywhere. I'm praying he'll just break out and do it in every church, in every congregation, that he'll do it in every town, in every city across America. Wouldn't it be wonderful if a revival like that would break out in every town, in every city across America that we could see that kind of thing happening? I believe God can do it if we'll pay the price, if we'll pray, if we'll seek his face, if we'll be willing, and I believe the Lord is going to do some great and mighty things in the days to come. I believe he's doing it now. I sense him working now, and I believe it's just going to increase. I believe the Lord is just going to continue to do some great and mighty things. 
Well, open your Bibles this morning, if you have them, to the gospel according to Matthew, Matthew's gospel, chapter 8. While you're turning there, I want to make a special announcement to you. I told you a couple of weeks ago that your local council was going to be interviewing a possible ministerial candidate for your pastor that we're looking for the process of a new pastor for your congregation. I told you that we were going to be interviewing a candidate uh, as a possibility. We did that, and then this past Thursday night, in evaluating the uh, contact that we had, evaluating the uh, uh, time that we had with the candidate, the interview, the council decided to ask this individual to come and preach to you as a congregation. So the Lord willing, he and his wife are going to be here next Sunday morning and he will be preaching to you as a congregation. So I want you to remember that. I want you to invite everybody that you know. Every member of this congregation needs to be here to hear him who is a possible candidate no decisions have certainly been made at this point, but it is a possibility, and I want you to be here. We're going to give him the opportunity to preach to the congregation, so I hope you'll make a special effort to be here next Sunday morning. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of God's Word? Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8, and I want to begin reading with verse 23. And when he, speaking of Jesus, when he entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with waves, but he, Jesus, was asleep. Now, I want you to get that picture in your mind. The storm, a sudden storm has broken out. The waves are threatening to cover the little ship. And the Bible says Jesus was asleep. And his disciples came and awoke him saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he said to them, why are you fearful? O ye of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? I want to talk to you from out of this story for a little while this morning. I want to talk to you on this subject I want to talk about when Jesus is asleep. When Jesus is asleep. Father, we thank you for the privilege that we have of being in this place with your people this morning. We thank you for your presence that we feel in this place. We thank you for the wonderful testimony that we've received from the great revival that is breaking out across this nation. Lord, we just bless your holy name this morning for the privilege that we have 
to be in your house with your people worshiping you. Father, I pray that in these next few minutes now, you will just let your word come alive. Lord, I pray that you will anoint your servant to preach this word. Lord, help me to impart to this congregation what I believe you've laid on my heart for them this morning. Father, make these next few minutes a great and marvelous time as we revel in the truth of your word. Father, help us not just to hear it, but help us to receive it and put it into our hearts, into our minds, into our spirits, and live in the light of its victory. I pray and ask in Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. You may be seated. Someone has observed that the storms of life are often like a stomach virus. They come upon us anytime, anywhere, and they can strike anyone. The storms of life are often like that. They seem to come out of nowhere for no reason and they seem to just tend to engulf us and we find ourselves caught in the midst of the storms of life wondering where it came from, why it came and how long is it going to be here. How many of you know that those storms can strike everybody and anybody? They can strike the rich and the famous. They can strike those that are bound in poverty. And they can strike everybody in between those two categories. The bottom line is that the storms of life can strike at any time. Nobody seems to be exempt from the storms of life. Nobody seems to be exempt from what happened that day on the little sea <coughs> of Galilee. Nobody is exempt from the storms coming upon us. Even Jesus and his disciples were not exempt. You remember the story, I've just read it. Jesus and his disciples have launched out to cross to the other side. They've launched out into the little sea of Galilee. And soon after they set sail, something happens. They start off and apparently the waters were calm and the little lake was just as peaceful as it could be. And Jesus simply got on the boat with the fellas and said, let's go to the other side. And all of a sudden, a great tempest breaks loose upon them. All of a sudden, the gentle, rippling waves become a raging storm. The convulsing white caps threaten to overturn their little vessel. It seems like all of a sudden that the very elements of nature have turned against them, even the Lord himself. And now Jesus and his disciples find themselves facing the fury of a relentless storm. 
Have you ever experienced something like that? You ever just been sailing along through life? You ever just been just enjoying maybe a beautiful day? Maybe you were out riding around somewhere. Maybe you were sitting on the front porch, sitting on your back deck. You, 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 you were just going along. Everything just seemed so beautiful and seemed so normal. <coughs> and all of a sudden, the storms break loose upon you. All of a sudden, it's like life just comes caving in. All of a sudden, the winds of life begin to blow. The thunder begins to rumble. The lightning begins to flash. And all of a sudden, the storm has broken upon you. You ever had that happen to you? I would dare to say, if I were to ask you to raise your hands, has it ever happened to you that everybody in this building would have to raise their hand and say, yes, I know just exactly, preacher, what you're talking about. I know just exactly what it is to be sailing along through life and all of a sudden the storms come. All of a sudden the lightning flashes, the thunder rumbles and the bottom of the sea just seems to be in a rage <coughs> against me and I find myself caught up in the storm. Everybody has to go through this I think at one time or another. But you know what? If you know Jesus this morning and you're serving him and you're walking with him, do you know we have an advantage over everybody else? When the storms come like that, <laughs> when the storms come and the storms hit us and the storms engulf us and the storms threaten, threaten to take us down, do you know if you're a child of God this morning, you've got an advantage over everybody else. You've got an advantage over anybody else. If you're a child of God, if the storms come, you can rest assured that you've got an advantage. You can rest assured in the knowledge that even though the storms may come, you can rest in the knowledge that Jesus <clears throat> is on board. You can rest in the knowledge, let me say it again, that Jesus is on board. Look at your neighbor and just say, Jesus is on board. Jesus is on board. How many of you know that this morning? How many of you understand that this morning? That no matter what happens in life, no matter when the storms come and the waves are rolling over you and it looks like you're going down, how many of you know if you're his child, you've got an advantage. Jesus is on board. <laughs> Jesus is on board. Jesus is right there with you. But, there are times, even though Jesus is there, there are times when it seems like that Jesus is asleep. There are times when those storms come and you look to him and you cry out to him, but you don't get an immediate answer. See, that, that, I think that's one of the problems we have sometimes. We, we feel like, 
when the storms do come and things do happen and we, we, and we cry out to the Lord, we think that very split second he ought to help us in that very split second. But he doesn't always do that because sometimes Jesus is asleep. Sometimes when the storms come and we're crying out to him, he doesn't always answer us immediately. He doesn't always wake up when the storms come. It seems like that Jesus is asleep. Well, then that brings us to an interesting question, doesn't it? What do you do when Jesus is asleep? What do you do when the storm has broken upon you and yet Jesus seems to be asleep? Jesus doesn't seem to be answering. What do you do then? What do you do when that happens? I want to tell you three things that you need to do, and I want you to get them down in your spirit this morning. Number one, don't ever ignore the storm. Don't ignore the storm. It's amazing to me how many people, when the storms of life come, it's amazing how many people try to pretend that nothing is wrong, that nothing is happening, that, that nothing is going on. How many of you know that you should not try to live in a state of denial? We need to learn to face reality. Yes, the storms are going to come. Even though we're a child of God, the storms occasionally are going to break upon us. And a lot of people just seem to not want to face reality. I want to encourage you this morning. Don't make that mistake. Don't ignore the storm that comes. Don't try to ignore the storms when they come to you. Don't try to ignore the storms when they break upon you. Don't, don't try to ignore the storm that may be threatening to jeopardize your marriage. Don't, 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 don't try to ignore. You know, sometimes things like that happen to people and, and it's like we try to ignore that these kind of things are going on. Don't, don't, don't ignore that maybe the storm is threatening your marriage. Don't, don't, don't ignore the fact that maybe it's, it's, it's tearing your family apart, tearing the children apart, tearing the whole situation in your home apart. Don't ignore the fact that the storm may be threatening to rob you of the joy of your salvation. Don't ignore the fact that the storm is, is, is trying to make you believe that Jesus isn't real and serving him has no advantage. Don't ignore that. Some people just try to ignore the storm. They, they, they try to deny that it's even happening. Their marriage is in trouble. Their home is in trouble. Other things around them are in trouble. And they try to ignore the storm. Don't ever try to do that. Well, Brother Marley, what, what am I supposed to do if, 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 if the storm breaks? You, 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 you tell me not to ignore it. I'll tell you what to do when the storm breaks. Just immediately call out on him. 
Just keep calling on the Lord. Just keep calling on the name of Jesus. When the storm broke loose upon these disciples and it looked like their little boat was going down, you know what they did? They went back, I can almost see one of them shaking Jesus' shoulder and saying, Lord, wake up, wake up. The storm. They started calling upon the Lord. Can I tell you this morning when the storms of life hit you, let me tell you the first thing you ought to do is start calling out on his name, calling out on his name, calling out on his name and saying, Lord, wake up. Lord, help me. Lord, get a hold. Lord, get in here. I've got to have your help. Lord, I need you and I need you now. Call upon him. Call upon him. Call upon the Lord. Don't be afraid to call upon him. In fact, that's what the Bible tells us to do. The psalmist says in Psalm 50, through, through, through the word of the Lord, the Lord is speaking through him, and the Lord says to him, call upon me, listen to this, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> do you hear that promise? Call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you. In Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah says, you will call on the Lord and he will answer you. Jeremiah, the Lord says through Jeremiah in chapter 33, call unto me and I will answer you. That is again. Paul said in Philippians, let your request be made known unto God. In other words, what the Bible's telling us over and over is this. The Bible is telling us that when the storms begin to come, when the storms begin to rage, don't ignore them. Don't get all out of shape. Just start calling on him. Just start calling his name until he wakes up and he comes to your attention just keep calling on him and I tell you sooner or later he'll break through the storm he'll tell the waves to be still and God will deliver you he will deliver you <laughs> well glory I'm beginning to feel a little bit of this he will deliver you call upon him the Bible says it over and over when the storms come even if it seems like he's asleep, even if it seems like he don't care, even if it seems like there's no help coming, you just keep calling on the Lord. You just call upon him. The Psalms or the apostles said it this way. The apostles said, Lord, save us because we perish. How many of you can remember that? I want you to remember this. I want you to remember the storms Though they may come, though it may appear he's asleep for a while, the storms can never cut off your communication with him. No matter how bad the storms may seem, you keep calling on him. No matter how bad the storms may seem, you just keep calling. You just keep calling. I used to sing a song several years ago, Sherry, you probably remember it, called Telephone to Glory. Telephone to glory, 
telephone. That song went on to say there's a telephone to glory. He's always on the line. You can hear from heaven almost any time. <laughs> well, glory. I, I used to love that song. Telephone to glory. Answers just in time. Telephone to glory. He'll answer every time. Just pick up the telephone. Just call him. Just wake him up. I tell you, call on him. Don't try to ignore it. Don't try to pretend. Don't, don't cave in to it. Don't give in to it. Just call on him. Just call on him. Wake him up. Wake him up. What do you do when Jesus is asleep? I'll tell you what you do. You just call out to him. You don't ignore the storm. You don't ignore the storm. You just keep calling out to him until he does something about it. Second thing you do, when the storm is raging and you don't know what to do, the second thing I want to tell you is don't ever abandon ship. Don't ever jump out of the boat. <laughs> don't ever abandon ship. Don't ever, when the storm comes, when the storm comes, when the storm comes, don't ever try to ignore the storm. Don't ever try to pretend, well, this isn't happening. Don't, don't ever do, just call on him. And then secondly, do not abandon the ship. How many of you know when the storm's raging, the safest thing you can do is stay on board the ship? <laughs> The safest thing you can do is just stay on board the ship. Don't abandon the ship. Isn't it strange that some people just seem to have that tendency when the storm comes, they just want to jump ship? You ever notice that? There's some people who when the storms come, their answer is, let's just jump ship. When the storms come, they, they just want to, give up. They, they just want to abandon the ship. Often the first time the ill winds of the storm begin to blow, people just give up. They, they, they just jump ship. A lot of times when marriages, see, when the storms come to marriages and the wind's blowing and the waves are rolling and the thunder is rumbling and the lightning is flashing and everything in our marriage seems to be just topsy-turvy, sometimes first thing some people want to do is just abandon ship. Walk out the door. I give up. Real quiet, man, isn't it? When the storm comes to your marriage, the last thing in the world you need to do is jump ship. The last thing in the world you need to do is give up. That's not what you do when the storm comes. When the storm comes, you wake Jesus up. You don't jump over. <laughs> you don't jump off the ship. How many of you know when the storms come to your home, the storms come to your marriage, the last thing you knew, that, that, that you do is just jump ship? A lot of people, when the storms come and things, and things get rough sometimes in the church world, Sometimes some people, first thing they want to do when things seem to kind of go wrong in the church or something happens they don't like about the church, they say, well, I think I'll just quit. I'll just quit. Out the door they go. It's really quiet now, isn't it?
Well, I don't like this. Is, I don't like this. I don't like. So you just going to jump ship? Storm's raging, so you just going to quit? Things aren't always hunky-dory in the church. How many of you know the, the church goes through storms just like your home does, just like your marriage does, just like your family does, just like, how many of you know the church can go through some storms every now and then? So you're going to quit? You're going to jump ship? I've got your attention, hadn't I? You're going to jump ship? No, no, no. That's not what you do when the storm comes. You don't jump ship. You wake up Jesus. You call unto him until he stands up in his glory, until he walks through the doors of the church and says, wait a minute, we're going to calm this thing down. We're going to get this thing under control. We're going to do what we need to do. We're going to have a revival. <laughs> We're going to pray through. That's what you do when the storms come. Amen. You don't quit. You don't quit. You don't quit your marriage. You don't quit the church. You don't quit this. That, that, that's not what you do. We need to learn that when the storms come, it's not time to, it's not time to bail out. It's time to buckle up. When the storms come, it's not time to bail out. It's time to buckle up, wake up Jesus. It's time to just buckle up. And say, okay, it's a little rough right now. Think the, you know, the, 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 the eel winds are blowing, the storm is upon us, the lightning's flashing, the thunder's rumbling. But I ain't gonna bail out. I'm gonna buckle up. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna buckle up. That's what you do. You buckle up. You start, you start calling on Jesus. You start calling on him. Lord, we need help. We need, we, we need peace. We need you to come. We need you to intervene. We need you, Lord. You don't jump ship. You call on him. You don't give up. You don't bail out. You buckle up. We need to learn that. How many of you know that the storms often come to test your faith? How many of you know the Lord lets the storms come to our homes, our marriages, even to the church? How many of you know in our lives, he lets it come, he lets them come sometimes to test your faith? What kind of faith do you, how deep is your faith? How great is your faith? Sometimes he lets the storms come and he sleeps on for a while to test our faith, to see what we're really made of. Sometimes he lets that happen for that reason, to test our faith. Sometimes he lets it happen to test our commitment, to see how committed we really are to him. You ever thought about that? When the storms come, to the family of faith, when the storms come to the church, when the storms come to your marriage, maybe he's let the storm come to test your commitment, to test your commitment to the church, to test your commitment to your marriage. 
Sometimes he lets the storms come for those reasons. You don't, you don't jump ship because the storms come. You wake him up. You just keep calling his name. You keep calling his name. You keep holding on. And eventually he's going to wake up and say to the storm, peace, be still. <laughs> How many of you know if you'll stay on board and keep calling his name, Sooner or later, he'll stand up and rebuke the waves. Sooner or later, he'll stand up and rebuke the storms. Sooner or later, that's what he'll do. So when the storms come, when the storms come, what do you do? You don't ignore them? You don't abandon ship? Here's the third thing, and I'm done. Don't limit the Savior. When the storms come, don't limit the Savior. Remember something. Remember this. There is no storm that is too big for the master to handle. There's no storm that's too great for the master to handle. There's no storm that's too great for him to calm it down. There's no storm that's ever hit your marriage. There's no storm that's ever hit your home. There's no storm that's ever hit a church. But what he was able to take care of it. Now, while you're in the storm, the old devil's whispering to you, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. I thought you was praying. I thought the Lord's going to do something. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Why don't you just reach around and smack him upside the head? Spiritually. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just realized I might have said something, put some of you in trouble. Be careful whose head you smack. And how many of you know sometimes you just need to say, uh uh, devil, you're not making me leave this marriage, you're not making me give up on my home. You're not making me give up on my, you're not making me give up on my church because I'm serving the one that's able to calm every storm. <laughs> I'm serving the one that's able to calm any storm, that's able to settle any problem, that's able to settle any, I'm calling on the one that can say to the storm, that can say to the waves, peace be still, and it's over. The waves will have to bow on their faces. The storm wind will have to go still. The lightning will have to quit flashing. The thunder will have to stop roaring when he says, peace be still. There's no storm. There's not any storm that he can't handle. There's not any storm in this case, Jesus spoke and the waves obeyed his voice. Nahum, the prophet, makes this statement. He says, listen to this, listen to this. You ought, you ought to get this in your head. Nahum chapter one, verse three. He says, the Lord, listen to this, the Lord has his way in the whirlwind and the storm." You hear that? The Lord has his way. The devil don't have his way. The storm doesn't have its way. Nahum says the Lord 
has his way. He has his way in the whirlwind and in the storm. In other words, the wind and the waves must obey his voice. When he speaks, they have to obey. When he speaks, they have to obey. These disciples, I don't know how long the storm went on. The Bible doesn't tell us. I don't know how long it felt like the waves were going to engulf that little boat. I don't know. I don't know how long it took them to wake him up. But finally, Jesus stood up and he said to the winds, peace, be still. And the wind stopped blowing and the waves stopped rolling and the thunder stopped rumbling and the lightning quit flashing. And the little boat was just as calm as it could be on the sea. Jesus looked at him, and here's what he said. He said, O ye of little faith. O ye of little faith. I told you let's go to the other side. Don't you know when I'm on board, you're going to the other side. There may be a storm to come. There may be some rough weather in between here and there. But if I'm on board and I say, let's go to the other side, we're going to the other side. <laughs> How many of you know if you've asked him in your marriage and into your home and you've let him in there, he's going to take you to the other side. How many of you know in the church, even if the storms hit us, we're going to the other side. We're going to the other side. We're going to the other side. The bottom line is this. The storms will come. You're going to face the storms. I'll face them occasionally. But fear not. Because the master is on board. And even, even when he seems to be asleep, he's got everything under control. Even when the master seems to be asleep in your situation, he's got everything under control. And if you'll just trust him, call out to him, and believe him, he'll calm the storm. He'll get you through. And everything will be all right. Will you stand with me, please? Everybody in this building knows and has experienced what I'm talking about. Every one of us 
has experienced the storm. We know what it is when suddenly we're just caught up. We're flat of our back in the hospital room. Suddenly our marriage seems to be threatened. Our home seems to be coming apart. Suddenly we've lost our job. We don't even know how we're going to pay the bills. The storm has come. But don't give up. Don't give up. The master's on board. <laughs> don't give up. Master's on board. Even if he seems to be asleep, he's on board. You keep calling. You keep calling. He'll calm the storm. He'll get you through. Heads bowed and eyes closed for a moment. I wonder how many there might be in this building this morning say to me, Brother Marley, I'm in the midst of one of those storms. I'm battling one of those storms right now. I'm battling one of those storms with my health, with my family, with my job, with, I, I don't know what it could be. I think there are times this church recently has been battling the storm. We've been battling some of the storms. I wonder how many would say to me, I've been, I'm in the midst of a storm, but I believe he's able to get me out. I believe he's able to bring me out. I wonder how many of you here feel that way this morning. You just raise your hand. Say, pray for me, Brother Marley. I'm in a storm with my health, I'm in a storm with my family. I'm in a storm with my job. I'm in a storm. Just raise your hands, would you? Just raise your hands. Yes, all over this auditorium. All over this auditorium. How many of you with your hands raised believe the master's on board? <laughs> and you believe the master can take care of your storm. How many of you believe that? I wonder if you'd come just stand right here in front of the building with me. Come on, will you? Right quick, come on. You raised your hand. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You raised your hand. Come on. Brother Marley, I'm in a storm. I'm in a storm. It could be one of a lot of different things. I'm in a storm, but I believe the master's on board. <laughs> Come on, that's right, come on, don't be afraid. Come on, the master's on board. I'm in a storm. I'm in a storm. And I want the rest of you, I want somebody to come stand behind every one of these. Come on, come on, church, come on, church. Come on, let's, let, let's stand behind these that have come. Lay your, somebody lay your hand on their shoulder. Let's pray with them and believe right now. <laughs> oh, Ilabo Shata Kanala Labo Sunday. 
The master's on board. 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 Jesus, wake up. Oh, Lobo, he cayando, Lobo, Shanda, Yonda, Lobo, Nakayana, Lobo, Shanda. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, I need you to wake up. I need you to wake up. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Jesus, I need you to wake up. I need you to wake up. <laughs> Jesus, you know, I'm in the midst of a storm. I'm in the midst of a storm, Jesus. I'm in the midst of a storm. I'm in the midst of a storm, Jesus. I'm in the midst of a storm. Oh, la boshikata hatayo no la boshanda. Jesus, I'm in the midst of a storm. I need you to wake up, Jesus. I need you to wake up. You know, you know the storm I'm in. You know the clouds that have gathered around me. Jesus, you're on board, and I'm not about to jump ship. I'm not about to give up. I believe you're going to come, Jesus. I believe you're going to come. I believe you're going to come, Jesus. <laughs> I believe you're going to come, Jesus. I believe you're going to come. I believe you're going to calm the storm. I believe you're going to calm the storm. <laughs> Satan whispers, there's no hallelujah 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 god i know Lord, i believe you're going to calm the storm i believe you're going to calm the storm where the storm i believe you're going to calm the storm I believe you're going to calm the storm, Jesus. I believe you're going to calm the storm. I believe you're going to calm the storm, Jesus. I believe you're going to calm the storm. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The thunder sounds no more. Hallelujah. Till the clouds roll away from the sky. Hold me fast, let me stand. <laughs> In the hollow of thy hand. Keep me safe. Keep me safe till the storm passes by. Keep 
me safe till the storm passes by. Hallelujah. 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 Rest assured this morning. Rest assured this morning, he will keep you till the storm passes by, till the storm passes over. You just call out to him. He will be there. He will see you safely through. He'll keep you till the storm passes by. Would you stand with us, please? Would you stand with us, please? We want these who are praying to continue to do so. I just want us to leave here this morning with this blessed thought and blessed hope in mind. No matter what the storm you may be facing, the master's on board. And if you won't jump ship, if you'll stay on board and keep calling to his name, he will answer. He will answer. He will say to the storm, Peace, be still. Peace, be still. Father, I pray that you will speak peace to every storm that's raging in every heart, in every life in this building. I pray that you will speak peace today that you will calm the storm as only you can do. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. I hope you have a great Sunday afternoon. Be back here Wednesday night and let everybody know about next Sunday. Let's come expecting a great move from God.